Welcome to the MGU, the Michael Genomatic Universe podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Michael. I'm your other host, Gina. Hi, Gina. Hi, Michael. Well, we are coming to the end of phase two. We are. We just saw Avengers Age of Ultron, which was a big, bombastic, crazy movie with a ton of characters. And a lot of feelings. We Uh, had a lot of feelings about it. There were a lot of feelings on that one. Mostly you. Mostly me. That's true. I, I was actually thinking about where I ranked the movie. I think I ranked it number nine out of 11. I think I'm going to leave it there because that was my initial feeling. But there were these thoughts that maybe it is lower. And I was just thinking... Even lower than ninth. I was thinking maybe 10. And the main reason was this, is that the expectations were so high for that movie. It's a movie that is, let's face it, $365 million or how much it, however much it cost. And I'm thinking about the other movies where I didn't have those high expectations. And I I think it was just a big disappointment. I don't know if it was actually a worse movie than Thor The Dark World. But, man, it should have been so much better to me. It was not worse than Thor The Dark World. I'm just going to go ahead and help you you clear that up right now. I think I'm thinking about expectations. And that's not really fair because we're looking at the overall quality of the movie. Right. And I think I, you're overthinking. You're going you're, into the overthinking correct. territory. And you further overthought by creating a thread on your personal Facebook page to incite, I don't know. Riots. Well, that's not <laughs> hard to do nowadays. Well, that's true. It, but it's it was more to just incite a discussion. I was want to see where other people's heads were on the subject. And some agree with me. Most of them don't like it. They're just, I don't know, they didn't say they didn't like it. And by most of them, I mean three of our 10 followers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, but they didn't say they didn't like it. They just ranked it in the lower tier. It's like, I don't hate Age of Ultron. It's just not a great movie to me. Well, it's true. Again, we have so many more movies. It's hard. It's kind of hard to think about. I don't know. I it, Part of me feels like I could reorder them almost now upon reflection. Sure. So maybe we should do this. Maybe we should have our list that we do as we go along. We're not allowed to make changes along the way. But then we can do a one-time final list yeah. where we resort with everything in context. I like that idea. So for you, you'll have three lists I'll then. Three you'll lists. have your pre-list, your along-the-way list, and your post-list. And I'll have my along-the-way list and my post-list. That's a lot of lists. It's a lot. We'll do it. It's a we'll, lot. We'll definitely of lists. do that. Okay. Uh, before we get started on the discussion, uh, just wanted to remind you we are on, of course, the social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those fun things. Also, because again, I tend to forget about this. We have Charlie, who is our Stanley, who makes an appearance in every one of our podcasts. So all you need to do is just at some point in this podcast, you'll hear a bark. And you will want to write down that timestamp and send that timestamp to us at mgupodcast23 at gmail.com and you could win a prize. Yes, indeed. Who's our latest winner, Michael? Our latest winner is my friend J.C. Weiderman from Milwaukee. Yes, and I sent him his mug. But no, we have a more recent winner, don't we? Is there a more recent one? I thought that we had a very, very I think he's our latest one. Okay. I might be wrong. Well, I won't give away any spoilers. I don't know. <laughs> it's very hard to track the way we do this because we're on off weeks. It's kind of yes. weird. Yes, but thank you to to those who have entered. You you still have an excellent chance if you send in the timestamp of getting really a better than average chance. A really really great chance. really great chance. So good. Yes. So um, you're gonna get something. You're probably going to get something. The other thing I just want to acknowledge is that we had some very sad news that came up in the last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman died of colon cancer at the age of 43. He, of course, is a star of Black Panther, which we have not covered yet, but we've we've talked about it. G and I have talked quite a bit about his contributions to the this and just him as a person in general and what a just an amazing person he is. Yeah, that was such sad and tragic news and I had to I had to give Michael a pass cuz you were you were really sad and you wanted to tell me all about the movie and you were just flailing spoilers at me but I just yeah, I, I did. had to let I, it happen cuz you needed to talk about it. And I'm I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing the movie but 
it's so tragic and it's so yeah, sad. It is really sad. Well, one thing that I was going to say for when we actually watched the movie, I said I'm just going to talk about it right now, is just the experience that I had seeing Black Panther that first time. Actually, my only time seeing it. We have a theater in um, in Roseville, lovely Roseville, Minnesota. And I went with a friend. And it was interesting going to a Marvel movie that that was predominantly black. There was... The audience. The audience. It was... I mean, every Marvel movie I ever go to, it's a bunch of... It's mostly white dudes. It really is. And this was such a different experience and such a different energy because a lot of the people that were there were, were there to see Black Panther didn't really care about the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And they were there and they were there with their families, all these all these wonderful families yeah. and the excitement in the air and just the feeling that you had among everyone where they were so excited to yeah. see themselves represented on the screen in such a positive way. It was way overdue. It was way overdue. <laughs> way, way overdue to have a, a wonderful black superhero. Yeah, and it was one of the best experiences I've ever had seeing a movie. And I have not watched this movie since then because I don't, know if it could be topped i'm excited to see it again in this context but man that was a great experience so we just wanted to acknowledge that yeah. chadwick boseman what an amazing actor it, it's just it's horrible and so sad. i don't get broken up too often with celebrities dying it's just not something that affects me but this this hit me hard and i saw how much it hit my friends and i saw how it affected so many people just on social media. Well, and he didn't say anything, so it was such a nothing. shock, too, I think, for, yeah. for people. He he did all this amazing output, probably while, while he, doing yes, this. Yes, while he was fighting so, cancer. It's amazing. He's an amazing man, so you know, rest in peace, yeah. uh, Chadwick Boseman. There's no real good way to segue, but I think we're going to do our mailbag now. Okay. Uh, so you ready for that? I'm ready. Okay. Hannah asks... If your pets were Marvel characters, which ones would they be and why? I do like this question a lot. This is a great question. Do you want me to start with mine? You, you go ahead and start. We should probably first, for listeners who may not know us and our pets, talk about who our pets are. Yeah, so I have two cats. Very, very furry, furry cats. Uh, one's name is Jasper. I've had him for about five years. Uh, he was formerly my dad's cat. And I... I have. He was he was a cat that got picked on by all the other cats, so I ended up getting. Which is just awful. He's a he's giant such a nice cat. boy. He's a good boy, but he's a giant fifteen pound cat that will not defend himself. <laughs> and then I have Izzy, who's a much smaller cat. I've had her, I think, for six years, and she's a character, but she's she's wonderful. So as far as characters for these, uh, for Izzy, the first thing I could think of was Loki. Okay. Because she's so manipulative in mm -hmm. so many ways. Uh, she just has this magical way of getting what she wants, annoying me, um, and just kind of hanging on me at all times. And so she's a she's trickster. She's really good at getting what she wants she, from you. so persistent, mm -hmm. which I think Loki is bad of a villain and he not is. Not that bright. Not very bright. I don't know if Loki's stupid, but he's not very good as a villain. We, right. We've established this, but he is persistent in he his is. evilness. He yes. really tries. So Izzy would be one choice. Why don't you uh, tell us about Charlie before I move into my other one? Oh, okay. Well, so I have a dog, Charlie. She is a girl, Charlie. She is four and a half years old. And I've had her since she was a puppy. She's a loving, sweet girl, but she is a lot. She's a spaz. She's a spaz fest, and she's pretty uncoordinated and bumbly, but very, very strong. Yes, absolutely. She's so powerful. She's very powerful, and she's kind. Yes. She just wants to love, but she wants to do a lot of it yes, so all much. the time. Yes, so it was kind of challenging for me, but I think I'm going to go with Thor. Okay. Just because I, I believe that Thor is, you know, he, he wants to do, well, that was the whole point. His desire to do good and do the right thing was ultimately why he could lift the hammer. He right. was worthy, right? Yes. But he's also crazily strong. He's a, he's a god. Yeah. For God's sake. So I'm going to go with Thor because like Charlie is just, she's ferociously strong but she she means well would she be worthy of molnir no, no. but 
This is the best I could do, okay? I think that's pretty solid. Okay. Uh, we'll go back to Jasper. Yes. So Jasper, the character I thought of, and th- there's a reason for this. Uh, so Izzy worships Jasper. Uh, ja- <laughs> you know, and Jasper pretty much uh, is somebody who can keeps Izzy calm and somewhat normal. He has a belly that she can always lay on at all times. He lets her snuggle into him. He's so sweet. Yes. He and grooms so, her. I don't know what Izzy would do without Jasper a lot of times. So my thought was that Jasper is Pepper Potts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yes. Because let's face it, Tony Stark without Pepper Potts is a mess. Yes. Jasper is Pepper Potts. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so that, that's, that's what I thought. Uh, obviously, Izzy is not Iron Man in any sense of the word because uh, Iron Man or Tony Stark is a genius. <laughs> and, oh my God. But now I kind of want to see an Izzy and and Charlie meeting uh, where where one's Thor, one is Loki. Oh. And, um, yep. Oh, this could be really good. And actually, I would like to put it out to our listeners. Will they please go on to our social media and post their pet's name, a little bit about their pet and why they think their pet is similar to whatever character in Marvel they think. Because I think it would be fun. Because yeah. it is. It's really fun to hear about people's pets. Yeah. And so please please post about your own pet, their personality, and which Marvel character you feel they are most like. And try to avoid Gina spoilers, please. Because there are still so many movies left and other Marvel oh. characters. So... Oh, yeah. No, still post, but just be aware. Gina hasn't seen post everything. Post with caution. <laughs> post with caution. Thank you. Okay, should we do one more question? Let's do one more question. All right. This next question comes from Sean. Sean says, based on what you've seen so far, what is a thing you wish there was more of in MCU films? What, if anything, has been missing? So I'm just going to speak for the first 11 movies that we've seen so far. Yeah. Because I think Marvel eventually does do a better job with this. And I think they're starting to get better. But I think the diversity is not great in these movies. It really still is mostly white dude superheroes. Absolutely. By far. Uh, Black Widow obviously is in there. We have Falcon. We have uh, Rhodesy uh, being War Machine. Black Widow is a very big character. But she's the only really female lead well and even in these this many movies we've come a long way from the first movie when there were literally two women in it right i think the entire movie it was ridiculous and one of them we were thinking with natalie portman's character jane foster really not a great character no Uh, pepper Potts kind of grew into a good character a better character but still not well, I know you didn't like her as much as I probably eh. did. Right. Eh. Black Widow, awesome. Yes. Right. Oh, uh, Black Widow. And I think Falcon is great. And I think Rhodes is great. Um, but they're side characters for the most part. Yes. And hopefully they'll grow into bigger characters. Room for improvement. So that's a big one for me is diversity. Still a long way to go with that. Yes. And I would strongly agree with that. The only other thing that I can think of that I always love more of is the origin story. Um, you know, I, I love that that backstory and the Hulk, even though that wasn't one of my favorite movies, I do love the Hulk. And I loved the vignette where we learned about how he came to be the Hulk, mm-hmm. how he came to have that problem, if you will. And I, lo- I just love the origin stories. And I'm hoping, because we're about to watch Ant-Man, I'm hoping Ant-Man will have a good origin story. Well, I have good news for you. Yes. It is an origin story. It is an origin story. So that's that's good. Okay. And we'll see if it's good or not, right? Okay. Well, we'll discuss that afterwards. But yeah, that's another good question. So thank you, Sean. And that's the mailbag. Okay, Gina, we're about to see Ant-Man. But as usual, we want to get your take on what this movie could be about based on the movie poster. And I, it sounded like you struggled a it bit was... on this one. It was a real struggle. Like more than usual? Yeah, oh yes. What was the struggle this time? I don't know. I just, I just it was it was very challenging. Um but, well an ant. Come on. Ant? Yeah. That was part of it too. Ants. So then I did research on ants. Oh, did you really? Mm-hmm. You went full in. I was just I was looking for I had to yeah, I was like I so my synopsis is based almost entirely on the movie poster and also a little National Geographic research on the ant. Oh, no, I'm so excited about this. Well, I mean, it's not, you know, did you know? Would you like some ant trivia? You know what? I actually do. (laughs) Did you know that the male ant usually only has one purpose and one purpose only? What's that? What do you think it is? Probably to... uh 
impregnate the female ant. That is correct. Yeah. To mate. And then they usually die. Yeah. Because there's really nothing. They have no other purpose. They have no other purpose. I can think of worse things, I guess. And yet the ants manage a huge, successful colony. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing, huh? That's pretty wild. Without the males. I should have let you do fun facts this time because it (laughs) sounds like you know a lot. No, I I didn't go that hard, but I was just in a desperate moment. I, I did do a little ant research. Are you ready to give us a prediction? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Let's hear it. Okay. Michael Douglas is a high-profile politician in San Francisco who is backing a controversial plan to mine for valuable precious metals below the city. He touts the plan as beneficial for the city as it will produce funding to help with the city's growing homeless population. However, environmentalists are concerned about the potential damage to precious ecosystems nearby. What everyone does not know, but we will soon find out, is that Michael Douglas has a secret motivation. He has invested in large amounts of real estate east of San Francisco, where land is still quite cheap. His evil plan is to explode San Francisco right off the map and into the ocean in order to create a new coastline where he will own and control all the land. And his goons are infiltrating the undercity mining plans and placing explosives in anticipation of this terrible event. Meanwhile, Paul Rudd is a homeless person. Cue convenient connection to the mining story. Life is tough on the street. And so when he is approached by a couple of guys and offered food and shelter in exchange for volunteering in an experiment, he thinks, what the hell? And goes for it. The experiment was supposed to create a genetic change in humans to make them extremely strong, but it does not appear to work. So Paul Rudd is sent on his way. But then he begins to notice changes in himself. He can climb and crawl really quickly, and he can lift incredibly heavy things, like 5,000 times his weight. Michael Pena and his partner are cops who get a lead about what Michael Douglas is up to, but nobody believes them. They discover Paul Rudd on the street one day, see what he can do, and get him to help them stop the tragic event from happening. Yay! And in the end, a new superhero, Ant-Man, has emerged. That was an incredibly detailed story. It's ridiculous. It's pretty solid. It's It's a really solid story. Michael Douglas is basically an evil real estate mogul. Well, he's got that goatee. Yeah. And everyone was in suits. I'll just let you know you're... Very close. Oh, good. I nailed so it. Close. Nailed it. Are uh, you ready to go see Ant-Man? I'm ready, Michael. We're going to watch Ant-Man starring Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, Corey Stoll, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Pena, Judy Greer, and T.I. And it's directed by Peyton Reed. Here we go. Let's go. And another movie is in the books. Yes, indeed. Uh, this was quite different than mm-hmm. a lot of the other movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the big spectacle that was Avengers Age of Ultron. True. So uh, we'll definitely talk about that more. Uh, one thing I do want to point out right away, uh, you got basically nothing correct in your story other than hey, San Francisco. It was in San Francisco. I think that's what you got right. Now, your story would have been a very interesting one. I don't want to ah. deny that. But <laughs> nothing. So... Not even close. No. And the best part was you just pointing that out within five minutes of the movie starting. You were just going, oh. Well, it was like, wrong, wrong, right wrong, away. wrong, wrong. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty great, though. That's yeah. why we do this. It's so we can... So we can... Analyze... <laughs> Later, why do how, we do this? I don't know because it's funny. <laughs> okay. I, I like the idea. I guess of you it's not just knowing. to prove that I how little, how really, truly little I know. It's amazing how little you do know, just because it's to not know anything means you avoided movie trailers, the internet having well, information I, on there. I don't watch commercial TV, right? So I would not. I don't see previews like that but even just the fact that this whole thing is a phenomenon from 2008 until honestly still going yeah that is amazing you've avoided it yeah so kudos i feel like i must have well i i must have seen a 
a preview when I was at another movie. You would think. Surely I just erased it from my mind. But a lot of times with superhero movies, they advertise other superhero movies. So they kind of, because <laughs> so you know, they are, right. when you go to the movie, they're aimed at a certain audience. So they're going to have their previews aimed at a certain audience, right. probably, right? Right. So, well, I, look, my mom just posted on our social media that she just watched her first Marvel movie. The first in the MCU, Iron, Iron Man. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She watched her first MCU movie. And, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but we don't have a lot of my friends following no. our podcast. No. So, and I've talked to a couple of them who said they've never seen a Marvel movie. Yeah. So I'm not the only one. No, you're definitely not. And that's the point of this <laughs> podcast, though, is that you've never seen these. And that's what's so fun. And it's clearly really true. It's, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. You're not lying. I would not have been on nationalgeographic.com researching ants today. Aren't you glad you spent all that time on ants? But you learned something. You know, speaking of that, I wanted to clarify something I said earlier. Yes. I mentioned that male ants have only one role, but it's specifically mating with the queen. Oh, so the queen's getting it out with just a ton of dudes. mating. They are mating with the queen. Okay. After they have performed this function, they may die. Got it. You may die. <laughs> <laughs> or you may continue to serve me in other ways. But yeah. Wait, are you it's... talking to me specifically? No. Oh. No. Okay. What? <laughs> I, I was... Uh, ants. Ants. We're talking okay. about ants. I didn't know if this was a, a oh. kind of a metaphor for oh, our Oh, don't be silly. That you're the queen and don't you just want me to die after silly. we mate. Silly, silly. I'm done having kids. <laughs> That's a good point. And I never wanted them, right? So, <gasps> yeah. oh, I know. Disgusting. The other thing is now, usually at this point, we would do the 24 second synopsis. You did it for quite a while. Finally, with Avengers, you were successful. Mm-hmm. I did it for a while. And then with Avengers of Age of Ultron, I mean, well, successful, we'll say we declared success and said, there we go. Right. We're, we're good. We're totally good. So right now, we're, we're just going to kind of put that aside for a while because we've done it and it seems like we know how to do this now. We're, we've pretty much mastered the 24-second synopsis craft. Well, it was fun, but we're wondering if we should move on to something else. We yeah. were considering phase three might hold a whole new set of opportunities for humiliation and right. bumblingness and I don't know. <laughs> so we... We'll try to come up with some ideas. Maybe we'll stick with one. Maybe we'll try a few different things. But obviously, if, if you have some ideas, Nick will probably ruin everything. I bet Sean has some ideas. Sean probably has some ideas. I'm sure people have ideas. Let JC. us know. And I maybe... mean, we have listeners. They have ideas. What yeah. are your ideas, people? Yeah, throw some ideas what at us. What are they? And maybe we will just do a different thing every week. We'll try some new things. Who sure. knows? We, we don't know. But we just wanted to let you know that we're... Stopping the 24-second synopsis We're not doing it today. We don't feel like it. We don't feel like it. I want to give you one more ant fact, though. One more ant fact. Oh, this is this is a nice segue into the fun facts. So let's hear an ant fact. Some species, such as army ants, defy the norm and do not have permanent homes, instead seeking out food for their enormous colonies during periods of migration. So that's where I got the idea that he was homeless. That's not bad, though. That's a good... <laughs> trying to defend my bad you did my great bad choices look if i didn't know the movies and i was just going off a poster there's no way i would do any better i will say though throughout this movie they did use examples of the different ants and what they, they could did. do they definitely did but i'm jumping ahead you are let's do some fun facts That's, michael i agree let's do it Ant-Man was released on July 17, 2015, and was written by Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish, Adam McKay, and Paul Rudd, and directed by Peyton Reed, whose previous credits included Yes Man, The Breakup, Down With Love, and the modern classic, Bring It On. Do you know mm. any of those? Mm, I mean, you don't know Bring It On with Kirsten no. Dunst, the cheerleader movie? No. Oh, Gina, it's wonderful. None of those titles sound like something that I would have wanted to see. Well, Yes Man was a Jim Carrey movie. The Breakup, I don't know what that is. Down With Love, I don't know what that is. But Bring It On is fabulous. Oh, my. Oh, it's so good. Mm. I'm not kidding. I I love. I know you're not, but you love everything. That is not true, Sean. Why did you put that out there? It's not true. Anyway, opening weekend, it made $57.2 million, which was the second lowest opening weekend of any Marvel debut behind only The Incredible Hulk. 
Hmm. Everyone know. was a little hungover from the Adv- Avengers. I think so. And also probably that nobody knows who Ant-Man is. Possibly. Uh, domestically, it made $180.2 million. Worldwide, $519.3 million, which is still very good. But it's the number 20 on the Marvel Cinematic Universe list okay. and number 209 all time. It had a reported budget of $109.3 million. Hmm. So it still did okay, mm-hmm. just not as well as a lot of the other ones. The reviews, it received an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think the audiences gave the film? I think they gave it an A, Michael. That is correct. I actually thought this might be a lower one, but it's not. <laughs> so uh, critics generally love Paul Rudd because everyone loves Paul Rudd. It's everyone, just a fact. Only monsters and Nazis right? would not love Paul so Rudd. Too, or, or Hydra. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> they liked the rest of the cast, too. They also liked how playful the movie was and how much lighter it was than previous entries in the MCU. Ant-Man's development actually began in the late 1980s when Stan Lee, co-creator of Ant-Man, pitched the idea to New World Pictures. Disney was already developing a film with a somewhat similar concept, so the project was scrapped. What was the name of that movie? I don't know, Michael. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I thought that was really amazing. So yeah, all Why the way back I in get the eighties. I don't know. It's not that obvious, I guess. I'm me. Edgar Wright is a huge fan of Ant-Man and pitched a treatment with his writing partner Joe Cornish to Marvel Studios in 2004. You may know Edgar Wright as the mastermind behind several nerdy favorites like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and Baby Driver. Have you heard of any of those movies? I've heard of Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Uh, Edgar Wright is one of those directors that, if you mention his name, nerds around the world go out of their minds. He's just one of those directors. People love him. Okay, so So, I'm not nerdy enough? Is that what you're saying? Not yet. We should see some of these movies. Some of them are very good. There's some that I don't like as much as others, but some of them are... I mean, I'm nerdy in my own way. I have my own nerdiness. That's very true. Very true. So anyway, uh, eventually Marvel hired Wright to direct and co-write the movie, but then the movie sat in a holding pattern for several years. In 2014, Wright announced he was leaving the film due to differences between him and Marvel and their respective visions. Wright said, I wanted to make a Marvel movie, but I don't think they wanted to make an Edgar Wright movie. (laughs) Peyton Reed eventually took over as director, and Adam McKay stepped in to rewrite parts of the script, but maintained much of Wright and Cornish's original vision. I think that's another thing Edgar Wright, again, when people announced it, they were so excited to see an Edgar Wright Ant-Man movie. And I think maybe some of the audience fell off because they found out he dropped off the project. Oh, he's that's okay. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. I don't know how much that affected it, but maybe. (laughs) In the comics, Hank Pym is actually the person who creates Ultron, not Tony Stark. Also, the original Mm -hmm. filmmakers wanted Steve Buscemi in the Hank Pym role and not Michael Douglas. Oh. Which I think would be amazing because I love Steve Buscemi, but I don't know. Michael Douglas is kind of great. I don't know if that would work with. I mean, I love I love Steve Buscemi yeah. too, but he's maybe a little manic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know? mean, Michael Douglas with the calm. Yeah, I think yes, I agree. possibly. Yeah, possibly. Both Ant Man and the Wasp are founding members of the Avengers, along with Iron Man, Thor, and the Hulk. Captain America did not appear until issue four. Ant Man actually first appeared in the comics in Tales to Astonish number twenty seven, written by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Ah. And those are the fun facts. Let's discuss some Ant-Man. Let's do it. So let's start with who we felt was the MVP of the movie. It's a lot of pretty great characters in here. But who did you think was either the strongest character? I think I'm going to have you start on this one. Want me to start this Mm -hmm. one? So the easy choice is Paul Rudd, obviously, because everybody loves Paul Rudd. But we're not allowed to pick the main Right? It's just not a rule. It's just I you think made that rule. Well, it's more of the Robert Downey Jr. role because he's so great in everything. <laughs> okay. It's not necessarily the Paul Rudd rule. All right. Okay. So, All right. Uh, but if I had to pick an MVP, uh, I would go with Michael Douglas as okay. Hank Pym. I think he's great. Uh, just brought a real, um, real steady performer in the movie, and uh, I like the backstory that they use because I mean he is the first Ant Man, which you don't ever actually really get to see him except in that one little flashback scene. Right. Uh, and he obviously doesn't don the costume anymore, but. I like the fact that he's a tortured character. Yes. Uh, he's he's trying to do the right thing, but he's haunted by the fact that his wife died. She was the original Wasp, right? Right. Yes. So, yeah, he's he's such a great actor. I think Michael Douglas is one of the great actors. So I, I love seeing him in here, and he just really grounded the movie for me. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, I was actually going to go with him as well, but I'll pick a different one. Okay. But I agree with you. I thought he was he was fantastic. I really liked his role. He, um, I, I was thinking as we watched how much I like him in many different things. Yeah, he's and, such a great actor. Yeah, and he just, he was he was solid. I, I really liked him in this. So I'm going to go with uh, a lesser character in the movie. I was really happy to see the Falcon. Yes, that was a surprise. Yes. I forgot about Did that. Did you? I totally forgot I about was, it. I was thrilled to see Falcon come back and just just the, the little parts that he was in there and that whole moment with the Avenger, you know, when we saw that he was at the Avengers, what, headquarters? The headquarters, yeah, the new headquarters. The new headquarters, yeah. And just, but I loved, I, I loved that seeing the Falcon again. So, yeah, the fight was kind of fun too. The fight was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Uh, the Falcon. That was Ant Man's first fight. With someone that we saw, it wasn't was. it? Right. Yeah, and it yeah. was just great because there's that moment where he said, "Hey, you saw that I kicked an Avenger's ass and survived." Or that line. Fought. How about the, how about the fact that I fought an Avenger and didn't die? Yeah, that I was. Loved, that's I a wrote great it down. Line. I love that Such line. Such a great line. So it's good to see Falcon. And also, not to jump too far ahead, but I'm going to the end credit scene that we saw that had Captain America, the Falcon, and Winter Soldier. Yes. And it's like, wait, what is this? What's going on? And the fact that the Falcon goes, "Wait, I know a guy," and. You can probably guess who it is, right? right? So that was really cool. I love that end credit scene because it didn't really say anything, but it said a ton because we're preparing for phase three at this point. Exactly. So what's going to happen, Exactly. Right? Well, and phase two has felt like a giant transition kind of yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> we said, with even with the Avengers, there wasn't really a buildup to the Avengers Age of right. Ultron, right? There's nothing, nothing there. Ant-Man is just kind of this add-on movie. Uh, I don't know, kind of a palate cleanser, would you say, in a way? Just say, okay, yes. we have all this other stuff. And here's Ant-Man. Here's a new character. Right. In, in a totally different tone. Absolutely. And they, t- I mean, they tied it together enough that we realized we still remembered what we're doing here. Yes. But it was very different. Palate cleansing is a good way to describe it, I would say. Yeah. What I've read about uh, this movie is one of the problems Edgar Wright had with this movie, uh, with Marvel's vision, is that he, he really wanted to do a standalone movie and not have it so connected to the rest of the MCU. Well, but that's their whole thing. It is the whole thing. Not that he, he said he still would have done it, but they really wanted to make sure that it was included. Like there was the Avengers references. And then there was even the uh, Hank Pym mentioning that the Ant-Man suit is basically better than the Iron Man suit, things right. like that. So I think that's where maybe Edgar Wright kind of said, okay, they're, they're going with their own vision. And Edgar Wright being kind of, I mean, for lack of a better word, he's an auteur. I mean, it's one of those things, if you've seen several Edgar Wright movies, you kind of go, oh, I know this is an Edgar Wright movie. It's kind of like a Hitchcock. You mm-hmm. go, oh, this is obviously a Hitchcock movie. Okay. I, can, I can see the style. Right. So he has that kind of talent. So, okay. Uh, so let's talk about what we liked about the movie. Sure. I'll let you start. All right. One of the things I loved about the movie was the whole roommate crew. His <laughs> those guys are great. <laughs> Michael Pena and the, that whole crew. They T. were right. It's Ti. I think you know Ti is. No, he's a rapper. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his real name, but it's Ti. <laughs> they gave it was Ti something with a last name. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah because you said it's with T.I. when when we were getting ready. And I thought, oh, T.I. actually has a last name. He does. I just don't okay. remember now. Yeah, no, I thought that whole crew was great. Uh, yeah. The interplay between them and when they brought them back to help with the final thing. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed just sort of the, the change of pace with the special effects. Instead of being so fight scene and you know fire and blasting and this and this and cities being elevated above the earth which they referenced yes you know he we have this shrunken world and he right. so there were scenes where he was weeding through the carpet fibers when he right was, right you know just yes. all of the little the scene when they're in the briefcase and they're fighting and they're the lifesavers <laughs> yes. uh, or maybe so that great. was or was that on a desk that, i don't i think it's in the helicopter wasn't it yeah, yeah i don't know but like yeah, yeah. these these really super close-ups of things that are small that looked so big and, and that was that was just fun well the, the giant explosions and then you see it's just a train a model train being knocked over that scene was great yeah. i loved that yeah. scene when they were fighting on the model train and it would be these huge sound effects with lifting and throwing this train yeah. and then it was just a little tiny toy train so landing great. on the windowsill. Yeah, I love I loved yes. that about it. So it was almost uh, it reminded me of some of the fun kind of about Toy Story and yes. other animated movies that I've seen. And so I I did enjoy that about it. It was 
it had some intensity, but it wasn't, it was fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It was fun. Yeah, so so I did love the special effects, how they were they were different, but they were they were fun. I really enjoyed seeing a strong female character in Hope. I liked that yes. she was a key part of the training and you know, he he was trying to punch her and she made fun of him and then knocked his knocked him down basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then of course we find out later that she's going to be the new wasp. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And I, I think people got excited about it, but there's that part of me I remember seeing it the first time and even this time it's like, oh why couldn't she have been the wasp sooner? You know, just let's see what she does. That's interesting because I was I was actually annoyed at first by the whole storyline where dad isn't going to let her do it. And I right. thought, oh, sure. He, you know, and then he talked about he he said that thing that people say, oh, maybe he was like the son I never had. Like not having a son would be the worst thing that could ever <laughs> right. happen to someone, right. to a man. Yes. You know, so I had my annoyance with some of that. Yeah, I get that. But that then she, I thought she developed into a, a great character. And I really, I, did too. I, I liked her strength and, and sort of the way she carried the movie uh loved the i I actually wrote down and circled the falcon fight which we already talked about but i i really enjoyed that and i thought that those fight scenes in general when he was tiny Mm -hmm. and he was fighting the a large person it was just it was very creative it was really interesting the way that it was done and the special effects I, i liked that a lot Another thing that I liked was when we first find out who who's really the bad guy. I mean, I guess we kind of knew that he was, but in that scene when he's in the bald. bathroom, he's bald. He's bald. <laughs> yeah, I know. I forgot to mention that because I thought that instantly when I saw right. it in the movie poster, and I didn't put that into my already too long <laughs> summary. But that scene in the bathroom when he pulls out the gun and goes and zaps the and of course I had oh, no yeah. idea what was going to happen. Right. And he just turned into goo. Yes. And then he just... Just flushes him down the toilet. flushed him down the toilet. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's bad. He's very, very bad. Also and killed, badass. And killed a goat. A baby goat. I didn't like that part. I didn't either. Why don't we like that? It's because it's a baby goat that makes the baby goat noises and then you get sad. Well, it was a baby goat and then he there was sheep later. Was it a sheep? And it was you, just oh, like... Sorry, it's a sheep. It wasn't a goat. It was a sheep. Wasn't there... Well, Oh yeah. Well, anyway, it was he was just rolling through the farm animals <laughs> right. with reckless abandon, <laughs> right. and it was upsetting. Yeah. But and it, even yeah. even Hope said, "I thought we were going to use mice." Yeah. Which you would probably be sad about, but I can kind you of get behind. Would love seeing mice get murdered. I don't like mice. You don't like it. I don't really want to see them die. I just don't want to see them at all. I gotcha. Anyway, so those are some things I liked. What are some things you liked about it? Well, I mean, the obvious Paul Rudd plays this character beautifully because, again, Paul Rudd. Everybody loves Paul Rudd. He's awesome. Uh, He's so great. I was actually discussing the first movie that I saw Paul Rudd in years ago and didn't realize it was actually Paul Rudd because... I mean, I didn't know who Paul Rudd was, but it was Halloween 6. Oh, no. He's in Halloween 6. They he, made six of those? Oh, they made way more than six of those. Oh. But he's he's in the movie, and it was funny because I remember seeing the movie, and then as, somewhere along the line, I was looking at his, his film credits or something, and I saw that, like, oh, was he in that? So I went back and watched Halloween 6 again. Oof. It's terrible both times. That's a deep cut. But he's even kind of awesome. That He's a little creepier, but he's still Paul Rudd. He's just got that quality, the Paul Rudd quality. What year was that? Oh God, I, it was in. I was in college, so it's probably it's probably like 97, 98, somewhere like that. I remember going to see that with my friend Julie, and we were both watching it. And was like, this is bad movie. Anyway, I'm sure he's real proud of it. Oh yeah, I, I should find an interview with him talking about it. There's got to be one out there. Anyway, Paul Rudd is delightful yes. in the movie. Uh, I like the cast. I, I, I think you mentioned the oh his his roommates, the, all the the other fellow criminals. Yes. So I'll just put it in a more general sense. The humor in this movie works. It's very funny. It's light, but it's funny. Michael Pena is hilarious. I, I love it when he's describing how he gets jobs and he's talking about the, I go the what kind of line of succession the people in, like he Michael. Talks did to. you appreciate how chatty he was? Is that sure what you're did. saying? I did. I love the chattiness. I know what you're saying. I'm chatty. I'm I not get saying it. anything. I know what you're saying. I get it. You're saying it. <laughs> so uh, I love that character. Really fun. Just really fun. And I think after seeing the Avengers and some of these other movies, this was just a nice kind of a kind of a movie that just 
it's easy. It's just easy to take in. It's just, it's kind of this breezy, light superhero movie. I like that it's not something on the world scale. They bring in Hydra, which I do like. I like that part of it. Yes. But at the same time, it never felt like the world was completely in danger again. Uh, there's not this giant fight at the end with tons of explosions. It's they weren't going to blow San Francisco right off the map. No, nothing like that. And I, I appreciated that at this point because that does get tiring after a while. True. When, you know, so when you talk about the special effects, the, the fights, I love the details of the fights, the little items and things that just what the world looks like when you're that small. Yeah. Uh, I love that part of it. That was really I, I cool. love the interaction with the ants. I think that is amazing. I love those special effects of the ants. Yes. I think it's so cool. And it's one of those things when you think about it, this guy controls ants. who cares what but they made it work in this movie it really does and so i enjoyed that it's just very creative it's a very straightforward movie and i enjoyed it i really just got a kick out of it it's it's kind of what i think the the marvel universe needed at this point in order to kind of reset for phase three uh because that makes sense because if it would have ended on avengers i think that was a heavy ending I think we're going into, I think the next movie is like, a, oh, it's it's Captain America Civil War will be the next movie. It's getting into mm-hmm. more heavy stuff again. So mm-hmm. uh, so this was great. I like that. I thought the villain was great. You know, I was actually pretty cool with him. I I think he was, he, he's, a, he's a generic villain, but I like, I appreciated the fact that the guy played it hard. Because <laughs> I okay. thought he was, overall he was kind of a generic template guy who's got big ideas he's a little bit crazy and i could have been like oh that's annoying but at the same time i was like oh this is he's actually playing the hell out of it i appreciated that about him okay so i i dug that part of it uh that's that's what i can think of okay so uh what uh, let's talk about what we didn't like about the movie all right some things did you have some things that you did not care for i was unclear i felt unclear on what darren cross exactly wanted yeah and during that time, you know, they were sort of developing him as the villain. And I, I wasn't, I'm like, yeah, he's bald. Yeah, he's the villain. Eh, fine. He wasn't really doing it for me that yeah. much. And then that was further irritating me because it, it wasn't, again, it wasn't clear. Like, this is what I want to do. Now, later, he got much more villainous. And right. he and it was it was clear he was going to sell this and make money. And then when they brought in the Hydra connection, I was I was down with that. Yeah. But I felt that for too long during the movie, that part was a little weak. Sure. So, um, and you said fair. you liked him as a villain. He was, eh, he was yeah, meh I think it was me. just more that... I maybe I appreciate it because the idea was that it could have. This is a villain we've seen many times in many movies, kind of a similar thing. But at the same time, I very th- cliche villain. It was very cliche, but I I actually appreciated that. I le- I felt like he he was really good at chewing the scenery. Okay. I guess that's what I like. He is very much when I think of like Kevin Spacey playing Lex Luthor, okay, and uh, Superman Returns, just in there, just being ridiculous, and I enjoyed that. Right, it worked for me. Okay, yeah. Uh, the other thing I wasn't sure about was when Pim said uh, he was in the conversation with Paul Rudd about who was going to wear the suit or what. And, and I think Paul Rudd said, why don't you just wear it? And yeah. he said, I can't. Yeah. And I thought at that moment there was going to be some really interesting backstory about it. But he just said, I spent years wearing it and it took a toll on me. Yeah, I, I wish and, I would have gone more into that a little bit too. Yeah, that wasn't I was thinking about that. I mean, he was getting older, so that part I understood. Although he clocked a guy right hard, punched a guy hard during the movie, that that just seemed a little trailing off, and and either needed further explanation or just it just didn't satisfy me in that moment. That's interesting you say that. I think there, from when I was doing my research for the fun facts, I was reading a little bit about Ant Man and Hank Pym, mm-hmm. and Hank Pym, it turns out, uh, has several different personalities as a result of the Ant Man costume. Oh. And so I think one of them is very angry and i guess at one point he hits his wife in the comics and that was one of the reasons that maybe they didn't that they went with scott lang as the new ammon like scott lang's in the comics as well uh, and hank pym serves as a mentor but i don't know there was there was a weird thing a weird blurb that i read about that that oh so hmm. i wonder if that's what they were kind of referring to as maybe a wink to the audience that knows ant-man but at the same time a lot of people aren't 
comic book readers, it would have been nice to go into that and see, okay, what is this effect on you? Obviously, he has a temper. Right. Okay, so along those same lines, there was another reference that I believe Hope made Mm -hmm. to our villain, Darren Cross, Mm -hmm. something affecting his brain and driving him a little crazy. Remember when she said that? Yes, yes. So that's that same, it sounds like that's that same concept from the, yeah. Yeah. So they did, they definitely did give a little nod to the comic that I knew nothing about. Okay. It would have been nice to know what the effect is. Is it this long term? I mean, how, how did it affect? Yeah, how does it affect people? Well, and does that mean it's going to affect the new Ant-Man? Exactly. And is what kind of sacrifice is he making yeah. if he's going to have a potential long-term? Yeah, that's right. all very interesting. Yes. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I guess the only other thing that I would say is that the general plot, I enjoyed kind of the lightness and the easiness of it, but the plot was, you know, there were, there was enough about it that was kind of cliche. There were oh, enough so. things where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yep, there's that, yes. you know, that kind of stuff. So that was the only other thing where I was like, eh, but I agree very much with what you said. It was, it was kind of the perfect thing for right now. Yeah. Preparing us for the, the next phase. Yeah. So yeah. what are some things you did not like about well, it? Well, the main thing that I was thinking of when I was watching this, that I, it felt like Iron Man to me. Very similar to Iron Man. You had the 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 bad guy, the bald bad guy, <laughs> uh, you know, who um, kind of screwing over Hank Pym, whereas, you know, before it was Obadiah screwing over Tony Stark, kind of similar positions. Power hungry. They both get in a suit and get very... You know, and of course they know how to use the suit right away. I can't imagine he had ever test driven that yellow jacket suit. Right. Um, you know, so just th- hopped in. Just hopped in. He was ready to go because it ass. looked complicated. It looked like even maybe more complicated yes. than the Atman costume. Definitely. And uh, I mean, Scott Lang had to train for quite a while. It looked like to really learn the suit. Right. Right. Uh, but he he just got right in there. So that was kind of my issue with it is that it really felt like Iron Man to me. Mm. Uh, the, the same kind of template mm-hmm. as that. Well, I hate to break it to you, Michael, but. There is a formula. <laughs> There's so much a formula. There you, is a who formula. Said that? Yeah, there is definitely a formula. Uh, so I think that is kind of a drawback to this one is that it it is very formulaic, very much to the Marvel formula that maybe they've even gotten away from a little bit and kind of played around with it. Mm-hmm. But this one is very much a f- kind of mm-hmm. by the numbers movie. Now, the good thing is that they had a lot of humor in it and things and very very charming characters there's a lot of things that they did that you can go you can look past that right it's still a, a good movie uh, but it is a very much of just a to b to c to d and here we go and, and here's the ending so that was my biggest problem with it okay uh otherwise i, I enjoyed the movie i didn't really have any problems with it uh, but we'll talk about the rankings in just a minute well yeah, should we should we just get into it? Let's talk Let's about, talk the, about rankings. the rankings. Okay, uh, so I'm I, I have a feeling I know where yours lands. You don't know me. I I, I might be wrong, but I'm not gonna. I won't guess. I think you should go first. You want me to go first? Yes. Okay. So I was looking at the list, and we've done eleven movies so far, and so I was look, thinking to myself, what do I like this better than, and not better than, of course, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say that I liked it better than Thor, but not as much as Iron Man. So I, I'm going to put it at number seven. It's mm. kind of a firm in the middle, uh, air, yeah, kind of in the middle. It's a good, solid movie. It's not amazing, mm-hmm. but it's it's mm-hmm. it's a good movie, and I had a good time watching it again. Okay. How about you? Well, I would like to know where you. Th- think I'm going to be. I feel like this is going to be kind of lower middle. I think it's going to be between Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man 2. Okay, that was a very good prediction, except I'm trying to remember where I am. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy was 7. Iron Man is number 8 for you. Iron Man 2 is number 8. No, Iron Man 2 is number 8. I'm sorry. You know what? I think that was exactly where I was <laughs> going to put it. Yeah. You do know me. Was that right? So so you're going to be putting it about number eight. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, what a guess. <laughs> That's, I, I mean, I hate to admit when you're right. No, it just, I don't. I, I could, you know, there's this thing. You know, we're pretty good about sitting in silence for most of the movie and not really. I don't, I don't want to. I don't think we show our hand during the movie to, as how much we liked it. 
very often. No, I agree. Well, because when we watch other movies, as soon as they're over, you say, did you like it? Did you like it? Did you, did like, you it? like it? And this one, we just like, we just, let's just go do the recording. Yeah. Let's go do this. Yeah. Yeah. So. No talk. No talk. So awesome. So what we're going to do is we'll get those rankings up so you can all see them and hopefully we can all have a discussion. Yeah, we're due to post those. We are definitely due to post those and we'll take care of that. So let's talk about what's coming next. Yes. First of all, phase two is over. That's phase it. two is over. We're starting it was phase a, three. It was a strange ride. It was. I mean, especially <laughs> when, it, again, not a lot of direction. And honestly, if like it feels like the setup for phase three. Everything yes. there. I mean, Ultron set up stuff for Phase 3 because you saw the Infinity Stones. You saw Thanos. Yes. And then in this one, you saw the little scene with Winter Soldier and Cap and and Falcon. Right. And so it's hinting things to come, right? Right. So big setup. Uh, what are you looking forward to for Phase 3? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing some of our old favorite characters. And then I know we still have more new ones. I'm yeah. looking forward to more female characters. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully more diversity yeah. in many ways. Yeah, I'm just excited. I'm totally invested. And I, the, the the end credit scenes are always so fun to get you excited about what's coming next. Yeah, they are. I agree. And I think phase three, I'm not spoiling anything for you. It's There's a build to something. Because phase three, I mean, there's been a build to everything. You know, there's that's, I think, the whole idea with this universe is they're building to something big. Phase three, they really kind of accelerate that okay so uh the next movie we'll be watching is captain america civil war okay and uh the poster will you'll see there's a lot actually a lot of characters in this movie uh and so well i've already seen two of the captain america movies so i'm i'm pretty sure i'll nail it this oh absolutely yeah Yeah, you got got it this time Mm -hmm. yes so uh so we'll be watching that Mm -hmm. one next and then we'll just keep going from there and just a reminder to those who are still hanging in there with us, yeah. uh, we would love to hear ideas for replace potential replacement for our 24-second synopsis. Right. Don't forget to listen for the Charlie Bark. Yes. And Oh, and if you ever want us to answer your questions, podcast 23 at gmail.com. Any old questions. We love answering questions. We do. They could be about the podcast. They could be about the Marvel movies. They could be... All kinds of questions about life. Maybe you just want advice from us. That could segue into a whole other podcast. Of disastrous advice for people. Right. It'd be great. What? I'm sure we'd give great advice. It'd be called Don't Do What We've Done. (laughs) Don't (laughs) Do This. Yes. It's probably a good podcast. It's probably already done. Yeah, probably. uh, I think that about covers it. Okay. All right. Well, this has been the MDU Podcast. This is Michael. And I'm Gina. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.